Hey friends, welcome to Because She Chose. If you're a busy mom desiring consistency and growth in your relationship with God, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre. In this show, we'll discover practical tips, find helpful resources, and interview amazing women as they share their stories on growing in their relationship with God. Thanks for joining in and listening. This is the podcast for busy mamas, overwhelmed women just like me. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre, and I would love to talk to you a little bit about my Mother's Day. (laughs) Today is the Monday after Mother's Day, and I was thinking about how I shared with our congregation this verse that my mother wrote to me when I graduated from high school, and it's Proverbs 31.29, and she read to me, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excelled them all. And when I read that, I was really touched by that, thinking, you know, she had other daughters (laughs) in the line of three daughters. And I thought, wow, I excelled them all. Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I misunderstood what she meant. Because as I grew in age and I started to understand what the Proverbs 31 woman really was, she was a woman of mighty influence and she was an excellent woman. And if you understand what was happening in that scripture, the king was basically saying, hey, you gentlemen, if you find this kind of woman, this is what she's going to look like. She's going to be noble. And I thought about the word influence and how the influence of an excellent wife has a few things under her belt. I love the idea that she has not just children, but it talks about her having this influence over many, not just her own children. Because when you raise your own children well, you will be touching many, many others. I think about my middle son. I think I talked about it last podcast episode, how he had moved out, I'd say about a month ago, and I've been missing him. And I asked my warrior sisters, hey, would you just pray for me a little bit? My mama's heart is, is missing her little boy. And he's not far. But he's busy. You know, he has a band. He is the lead singer in, and he's the singer songwriter of, and he has a job, and, you know, he has other relationships. He has a girlfriend. So he's pretty busy now. So I texted him one day last week, and I hadn't seen him for over a week. And I said, Hey, I'm missing my boy. And he was like, All right, mom, I'll come see you. So I thought it was sweet yesterday that at the end of the day, he worked on Mother's Day. And I went to go pick him up because he was running late. So I said, I'll come and get you. Dad and I will come and pick you up. And we were going to do something in the evening together. And he comes to the car and he hands me a dozen roses. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, just a mama's heart. And I realized like the influence that I really had over my children as they were growing up. And I knew what I was doing when I was raising them. I realized that I was raising what I call world changers. Now, that seems a little heavy because if you have little babies, you're like, my baby, a world changer. Listen, they will grow into adults that will touch so many other young people. Your job is so important as a mama. I'm sure you know this. But when I started to really think about what the king was saying, he was promising a husband that if he married this excellent wife, 
he was going to rise up and call her a noble woman. So a couple of things really caught my attention when I looked at those words. That husband was giving a shout out in Proverbs 31 to also his mother-in-law because he was saying, hey, the daughter that you raised is excellent and you raised her and you are a noble woman as well. And I love that idea that usually when you do something noble, it seems like, oh, you're so amazing. But they were teaching by example how to be an exemplary wife by their mothers and by their mothers-in-law. It's a wise man who praises his mother-in-law, let me tell you, because sometimes you don't have a good relationship with your mother-in-law. Sometimes maybe she hasn't done such a great job with her daughter. Maybe these poor husbands that have problems with their wives, they realize maybe their moms did not do a good job. But I thought also that a godly husband will speak of his own wife, who is excellent, who is doing noble. There's this idea of the word in the Hebrew that says that it means to have strength and influence. And he uses this of his wife as he's speaking of her, her character and her godliness. He's speaking of her virtuous character. And the word is also used to speak often of either, listen to this, military, financial, or numerical influence. So when this husband is using it, he's speaking of his wife's influence with family and others. And that influence is due to what? Godliness, godly character, and an excellent work ethic. Let me tell you, I didn't always have a good work ethic. Today, I love the idea that five years ago, I started this journey on personal development. And it really did become this passion of mine that you've been hearing about on this podcast for the last year. And I read so many books. I still am reading so many books on how to grow in mindset and you know productivity and things like that, because this is all part of becoming that Proverbs 31 woman. If you want to be that woman, you will work on yourself. You will work on becoming a godly wife to your husband and a godly mother to your children. Because when you are raising your children, like I said before, you're raising world changers. Getting back to my son, I realized the other day he told me a story that a friend of his moved from Texas he had met this young man on the internet and there were many of them and they would talk on this, I guess, discord it's called. And they would talk with one another. They would play games with one another. And they formed such a tight relationship that this young man moved from Texas and came here to Staten Island, New York to join this group of young people that have become a family. He felt that he did not have that where he was. And I said, honey, do you realize you are a world changer? You changed one life. You showed someone that there is something here that you have. You're offering family and close relationships. That's everything that I've ever wanted for you and tried to show you as a child to be there for people. I love that idea. And today, they're just some of the best friends to one another. I love it so much. And I realized that being productive with your children doesn't have to look like, okay, kids, we're going to sit down and we're going to read some books and we're going to 
do this or that. It could be as simple as we're going to the park and I'm going to show you what it's like to be a lifelong learner. Look at that butterfly that's that's flying past. Look how beautiful the wings are. Did you know what a butterfly really represents? Did you know how a butterfly can come out of cocoon? I would do this with my kids and there were moments when I was like, am I wasting my time? Am I wasting my time trying to teach my little ones these simple things? But now I realize, fast forward 20 years, these adults that I have now are actually using the lessons that I taught them on a playground one day, showing them how beautiful the flowers were and how the birds were singing and how God made it all. I remember thinking one day that I was wasting my time. I was sitting for a large portion of my day. And I was watching my favorite television shows as the kids were in school. And I kind of thought, I am really unsatisfied in life. (laughs) And I know it sounds terrible. And I know that I'm always talking about being a mom is one of the most important things you can do. But I also realized that I was setting aside my spiritual growth in order to grow my children. I wasn't taking care of myself as much as I needed to be. So what I did was I actually enrolled myself in a couple of courses on personal development and growth. And then I started to realize that some of the things that my hangups, I guess, were holding me back, even in being a good mama. So what I did was I started to make some changes. I started to ask myself questions. Are the dreams that I have in my life and aspirations something that my children will look up to one day? And will they try to achieve their own dreams and aspirations? Am I being a good role model for them? Let me tell you, that was the day that I said no more TV. I know I've spoken about this before. And I realized I need to work on myself. I also realized that I was a bit of a people pleaser. And I always worried about how other people thought about me and things like that. And I realized, no, no, no. I can't keep thinking about what other people think. I have to be pleasing to the Lord. I have to do what God wants me to do and not what I think everyone else wanted me to do. What does it look like to be a good mama? You know. So then I also realized one day that my daughter was emulating me and I didn't want her to be a people pleaser either because it just hurts. When you try to do things for other people and then you realize "Mm, they don't really care much about you (laughs) or you sometimes start to shrink back because you're trying to learn new things and then you hold yourself back because if you feel like you're breaking away from the pack, that was a thing. I remember when I started to learn all these things about how I needed to make changes in my life, when I started to apply the changes I started realizing the people around me were getting uncomfortable with the changes I was making in my life, even though they were in the pursuit of realigning my thought life and my behaviors with godly foundations. And I realized also that they were not going to come with me. So I had to change that idea of pleasing others. And I now have a greater sense in well-being and fulfillment. I thought that one of the problems that most people face when they want to know they need to make changes, you know, but they can't, it's because they want to feel certain of the outcome. They're like, oh, you know what? If I do this, what if I fail? 
there is so much chaos around us that sometimes we want to be certain about something, but there are some things you just can't be certain about. You have to just make a goal and make a plan and hope that the outcome is going to grow you, that you're not going to limit yourself. I remember I needed to stop closing off my ability to learn. I remember when I was a kid, I used to love watching shows and just like the Discovery Channel. And I tried to show my kids to do the same thing. I wanted them to be lifelong learners. And you need to remain curious about discovering new things. I remembered thinking when I was sitting there watching TV for most of the day, I was like, am I really learning anything? I felt like I was stagnating in my growth. I remember the year that I decided to homeschool my kids. It's a funny story. I took all three of them out of school and I wanted to prepare them because I was going to put them into public school, transferring them from a Christian school. And my youngest son, who is now 21, he was so wanting to be a great reader like his big brother and sister. He wanted to read just like them. And my daughter was in fifth grade. (laughs) He had so many high goals. And I remember thinking, you need to slow down a little bit. You need to really learn the basics. And I started to see that I was holding him back. So when I started to really open up and allow him to go faster in his learning, by the time he finished first grade, his teacher said he was the top reader in his class, possibly in that whole first grade. They created a whole class for him to get together with the kids and discuss how he was learning what he was reading, how he was reading, and what he was comprehending. It was amazing. I I couldn't believe it. I mean, he went far beyond what I had hoped as a learner. And also, I realized that my kids loved a challenge. They loved competition. It could be healthy. And it made them more confident that they can do the impossible things. I mean, all three of my kids, now that I look back on them, my daughter's an artist. My son's a guitarist and my other son is a drummer and they're mostly (laughs) self-taught. I'm like, wow. And if I had put these and allowed these limits on my son, if I had said, no, no, you can't go that fast and not kind of given him the reins a little bit, he would not have been where he was and becoming a lifelong learner and a lover of reading. So my goal really was to raise my kids so that They would just keep trying and trying and trying again and not allowing adversity to stop them. It was funny. I was teaching them that because I realized that I was doing that for so long in my own life. I realized that I wanted to do something for myself. I I learned how to play the piano. I think I was 40 years old when I taught myself. I enrolled in classes, I think a few years after that, to become a certified nursing assistant. I was scared that I wouldn't be able to learn new things. But then the more I pushed myself, the better I became. I set goals. I practiced. I remember being told that I couldn't do something. Man, that would make me so mad. I grew up in an environment that said, don't stray. Don't go too far. Don't go ahead and try to lead. But I realized that God created me with leadership on the inside. And I knew that I could do what I set my mind to do. I mean, I look at this podcast and I think, man, I'm still doing this after a year. 
(laughs) I can't believe that I stuck with it. They say that the only way that you can lose is if you quit. Quitters never win. I believe, yes, grit, resilience, fortitude, courage, these are all qualities that God really can grow in you. It's through trial and error and trial and error that you will learn how to get back up and stand on your own two feet again. And you really can. You can learn new things. So one thing I remember learning after 30 years in ministry is that being a servant leader like Jesus is really what separates people who become influencers for him. Leaders who can adapt to challenging circumstances and guide others into their own successes, those are the kind of leaders that develop others and develop other leaders and then encourage them to grow. So I'm going to be sharing in the next few weeks on the podcast that I am starting a little journey and I'm enrolling in a course on how to be a high-performing habit maker. It's Brendan Bouchard's book. It's incredible. So far, I can't believe all the things that I'm learning, or should I say relearning. (laughs) I can't wait to show you and share with you everything that I'm going to be practicing and implementing along the way. I I really think it's going to be incredible. You know, if you want to know more about high performance habits and how they can fit into your life, you can DM me. I would love to share with you what I'm learning. I am really, really excited. I hope that you have goals up ahead of you that even as a mama, you can be teaching your kids this now. You can be showing them how to be world changers as they grow. You can do this. I read a great quote. It's a famous poem by William Ross Wallace. And he wrote, what rules the world? He wrote it in 1865 and he said, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. In that wonderful poem, he applauds true godly motherhood and he understood the influence that a godly woman can have. So I'm encouraging you today, be the excellent woman that I know that God has placed on the inside of you. Be blessed, my sisters. Thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of Because She Chose. I hope you found some encouragement and help to find time to grow in your faith. Let me know if today's episode resonated with you and send me a message on Instagram at Camille underscore McIntyre or at Because She Chose, also on my Facebook business page, Camille McIntyre. If you are loving what you are hearing, make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review and rating. Until next time, take care.